Today and Walk It Out, we are going to be talking to Brian Dixon, and he is the author of Start With Your People. And I just love his idea that there are already people around you that believe in you, that need to hear your message, that want to support you, and that you need to support. And uh, this is so important to me to think about this because I think so many times we think about especially in the publishing world as an author we need to grow our audience and we need to get those book sales and get those um you know pre-release sales all those things but those are other people those are people out there that are buying our books that are needing to hear our message and sometimes we forget that. It gets so easy just to focus on the numbers. Now, it makes me think back to when um, I was in high school. As you know, if you've listened to this podcast before or, or heard me speak or maybe heard about it in line, I went to Weed High School. <laughs> yes, that's really a real place. Weed High School in Weed, California in Northern California. Now, there's a lot of jokes um, I could share. In fact, like one of our cheers was, weed high is the best high is the best high you can get. I can't even do that hand motions. I will not do that right now. But when I went out for cheerleading, I will be completely honest. It was uh, pretty much about me. I wasn't going out to be a cheerleader because I was uh, wanting to support the basketball team and the football team. I wanted to wear that uniform. I wanted to travel on the bus. Uh, I wanted to hang out with all those cute football players. It was about me. And I think so many times in life, it's like that. We are thinking about us. We are thinking about our plans, our goals, um, our book, our podcast, our ministry. And it's all about how good we look. And I love that Brian's message, as you're going to be hearing, is about thinking about others, thinking about their needs, thinking about who we want to reach, who needs to hear our message, who we want to encourage today, who we want to support today. It's about cheering, but it's about cheering for the team instead of just worrying about how good we look in our little cheer uniform. Um, which is so funny because coming around, as you know, I homeschool six of my kids. So we have uh, five girls and one boy and four of the girls are cheerleaders. So they have a little homeschool team and, you know, they're going to be playing, you know, cheering for the kids that are 10 all the way up to high school. And I was telling them, okay, when you do this, if you want to sign up now, it's about the team. It's about, you know, supporting them, encouraging them, but even in their minds, I can, I mean, even their faces, I can see, yeah, it's kind of still about the little cute uniform and all that kind of stuff too. So I think it is something that we definitely know as we grow and mature. It's about other people. It's about encouraging them. So I just know that you're going to be encouraged by Brian today. Um, he's going to share about his story, about just a transforming moment in his life and how he's learned to just cheer on people around him. I love following him on Instagram. There's always like little videos where he's giving advice. He's giving encouragement. You know, here's a tip for this. Here's a tip for that, which is helpful. It makes you realize that um, that there's someone who cares not just about making himself look good, but about supporting those around him. So I know you're going to enjoy this interview with Brian Dixon. Brian Dixon. 
You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to Heart to Heart Chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, friends, on Walk It Out today, I have a new friend, Brian Dixon, and we'll be talking about his book, Start With Your People, which I'm super excited about. But first, I would just love you to get to know Brian. So first of all, welcome, Brian. Trisha, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I love all that you're doing, um, all that you're sharing, your message about starting with people. But I want to start with you. So we're going to start with the person of you first. <laughs> and kind of just tell us about your journey. You know, I walk it out. I love to share kind of those moments where God called us to something different, to mm-hmm. kind of step out of our comfort zone. So first of all, tell me about your life. And then when was that kind of turning point where God asked you to do something different? Oh, it's been it's been so many times in my life, and I I feel like that's that's really what we're called to do is is we're called to be faithful with what's in front of us, and often what he does is is you know he just pays attention to are we listening to that still small voice, and if we are, he gives us some bigger challenges. So in the in the seasons that I've been listening to him, he's given me bigger challenges. So uh, a few of those challenges. Um, one of them, you know, I was in college, I was in a big car accident and three doctors told me I'd never walk again. They, they had to use the jaws of life to, to get me out of the car. And that was a big challenge. And, and as a result, I, as an 18 year old, I, I questioned, you know, not questioned, I, I reconsidered the purpose of my life and realizing that it's, it's really for people. Um, uh, you know, Christ talks about, the, the chief two commandments, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I, I feel called that the, the commandment number two is the one that, that I need to help people make a priority, which is, which is putting people first. And, that's, and I had to learn that the hard way. And it started all the way back when I was 18 years old in a car accident, uh, you know, closed my eyes, uh, got, got hit by this car going highway speed, and thought I was, you know, dead. I was going to die, you know, just from the impact of this car and uh, opened my eyes and realized I had a second chance. And and now I'm living on borrowed time. Like my my life is not my own. Uh, now, I, there's been seasons that I've really forgotten that message and thought it was about Brian again, you know, and, and you know, his his kindness leads us to repentance. So, so there's there's been opportunities that I've had throughout my life to uh, look back to the Lord and, and what do you have for me? So, so he's led me to, um, you know, to write books, to speak at conferences, to, uh, one, one of a a big, um, opportunity that I had in my life was to start a charter school from the ground up, which was, which was pretty awesome. And now it's really focused the message on serving people and starting with people. I love that so much. It it makes me think back. I was, um, 17 and pregnant when I kind of had my mm-hmm. moment, like, where am I going wow. with my life? And I think I am thankful now 
Um, and it, we, you know, at 17, I was six months pregnant, just saying, God, if you can do anything with my life, please do. And it does take that, like, okay, we're just booking along as teenagers, like doing our thing, you know, thinking of high school and all these things. And those big wake up calls kind of shape our life. And I love how you said, like, it doesn't mean that there's not challenges or there's mm-hmm. not times when our focus gets off, but when we have those moments, where we can look back and say, God was with me. Like I shouldn't even be here right now. Where for me, you know, I could just look back and say, I was a pregnant teen mother. I should be like, you know, just living in an apartment somewhere, working at a low income job and all the things that God has done. I've I've so not that anything's wrong. Like God has plans for, you know, those Mm -hmm. people too, but um, like God had bigger plans and it kind of takes us pushing ourselves to the side and, and seeing, and I just, I'm amazed that you are walking again and not you're not only walking like physically walking, but you are walking in the call that God had planned for you, you know, since the beginning of time and just seeing that lived out um, on a daily basis. Isn't that so crazy? Like th- that hit me the other day. I, you know, I I'm, I'm doing this thing called the holy hour challenge. It's, it's 40, 40 days in a row. You wake up earlier than you ever have before and you spend one hour with an empty journal and, and the Bible and a pen and you just listen. And I've, that's never been my devotional, you know, uh, strategy. It's always been reading, doing questions, you know, that's sort of the more of a workbook kind of a thing. This is just listening, listening for the heart of God, listening for what, what does God have for you? What does he, who does he say you are and, and what does he want you to do? And, and it just keeps coming up as a theme. I, I think I'm on day, I did day 13 today. And the theme, Trisha, that keeps coming up is how, he intentionally made sure that Brian Dixon would be alive in 2019. Mm-hmm. Like just the power of that, of, of that. And for you listening, your unique skills, ability, background, some of the mess you've been through, right? I believe your mess is your message. Some of the mess you've been through, he he's using you for, I mean, we say it often, that it sounds cliche, but it's still true for such a time as this. And, and in 2019, as I'm I'm more of a I'm a digital marketing strategist. So I, I help authors and speakers get their message out in a bigger way. And I was doing these projects and and helping, you know, many people that you know launch courses and books. And um and it really hit me through through a series of experiences that I was putting these projects over people. Mm-hmm. And he's been working in my heart about how can I really see the people in my life. And because of his his providential working throughout my life, right? That red thread of sort of his, his Holy Spirit living and working inside of me throughout my life. He set me up in a place now where I can encourage people through my story of struggle to put people first in their life and in their business. And it's just been incredible just to be able to like, let go and trust him that he has a good plan and he has something great and he's continued to to work in our lives as long as we look to him. Yeah, that is so good. And I just love um, how, I mean, you are helping people reach people, but Mm -hmm. your heart is not like bigger sales, more Instagram followers, all those sorts of things. It is really connecting with people. It makes me think of my own journey. You know, I I mean, I was Mm -hmm. 22 when I went to my first writer's conference. I had three kids. I was pregnant with my third. I mean, (laughs) crazy. I want to be this Christian writer and lots of, I mean, I did get, you know, magazine articles and stuff, but lots of rejection. And the two kind of turning points are, um, first of all, I was started a teen mom support group because I'd been a teen mom 
And I'm like, there's no books out there for teen moms. And I had one, been wanting to write fiction. And I ended up pitching this idea for a book for teen moms to Mops International. And um, at first I said no. And I said, well, can you meet in person? I'll be at this conference. So they met me and I brought this photo album. I'm like, these are my girls. Wow. Like, this is, you know, this is Kaylee and she is 15 and this is her baby. And once they saw the people, like these are real young yes. moms that they yes. need hope that like they said, okay, we don't know like if we're going to make money on this book, but we just know that we want to do it. And that really was a turning point. And even um, when I started writing for um, women, which I, I ended up writing fiction, which was awesome. I love writing fiction. But when I ended up writing for women, I remember just like, it's kind of vague. These mm-hmm. women are out there. And this one girl named woman named Jessica, she ended up reading one of my articles. She wrote me a letter. She sent me a photo of her and her husband and their toddler. And she's like, you just helped me so much. I took that and put it in a frame. Yes. And for years when I was writing, I would be just writing for Jessica. She lives in Iowa. She was a farmer's wife. She had her struggles. And here I am. I still have that frame. I have her pictures in it. She's my Facebook friend now. And she has like six kids. But for a while, I was just writing for Jessica. And I think so many times, whether we want to lead a Bible study at church or Mm you know, speak to people online or launch courses or whatever you want to do. I think sometimes our mind gets all caught up in the ideas and the platform and all those things when instead, like there's those real people that just want us to connect with them and want to be able to share their stories in return. I, I love that. There, there's a few there's a few points I'd, I'd, I'd kind of pull out of that. Like the first one, for those that are thinking about being an author or a speaker or even starting a business, even if it's a it's an Etsy shop or it's a teacher's pay teacher store, like whatever, whatever thing you you're thinking about, one of the best things that you can do is start with a, a single person, like one specific person. I have a specific person like through my the coaching that I do and and the, the membership, uh, the writing membership uh, that I co-run, um, uh, you know, my, my specific person is Cheryl and Cheryl is 35 years old. She has two kids and she has Thursday afternoons, Thursday afternoons, Cheryl, that her husband takes the kids and she goes to her favorite cafe in downtown Cincinnati. She sits there for about four hours and she has time to finally work on her blog and work on her Instagram and work on her book proposal. And she's sitting there for about 10 minutes and then she gets distracted because she gets an alert on her phone that she had a new <laughs> new follower on Instagram. And then she starts seeing who that person follows. And then she starts getting overwhelmed because that person follows all these famous people and she'll never be enough. And her message doesn't matter. And she doesn't even know how to use this thing anyway. And she wants to give up. And then she hops over to Brian Dixon's Instagram and she sees a little bit of encouragement or a little bit of instruction or a little bit of inspiration. And she doesn't give up. Hmm. And that's my person. And that actually has grown my business. So when we start with people, people lead to our purpose because we live out our purpose, which is helping meet the needs of people. Like that's what Christ did, right? He met the needs of people. Now, obviously that was salvation, right? And a a spiritual need, but you also notice how he met physical needs too. And we have an opportunity to do the same for those around us. So starting with our people leads to purpose. And once we live out that purpose, profit, is one of the next things that comes. It, it often surprises Christian bloggers that I work with that when they're really serving their people well and they launch their book or they launch their course, all of a sudden they're making significant revenue. They're making some really good money. And then they feel really weird about it 
because they're like, I thought this was a ministry. How am I getting paid so much? And so then we've got to work through some of those issues, but we just keep going back to how can I serve people well? Because that's where it all begins. Yeah. And I think that is kind of the benefit um, when we're doing what God called us to and people are um, being impacted. It not only, like you mentioned, profit, the profit can be physical, um, you know, finances, but I think the profit too is our families Mm -hmm. where my kids see me when I get the box of books in and we open it up and we're like, look at these are the books or they've been with me on speaking trips when we've gone and they see these people like coming up and talking to me like, wow, they know who you are, (laughs) you know, all the things. I mean, they've got to experience this thing. And I think so many times, um, you know, we tell uh, our kids that we want you to do great things and we want you to live big dreams and follow the plans God has for you, but then we're not doing it. And mm. so I think the profit for even our families yeah. is that they see us following God, doing these things, impacting people um, financially, spiritually, benefiting our family, mm-hmm. and they're along for the ride and they see what that looks like. That's that's absolutely true. And yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think that you know, walking it out, part of, part of walking out that calling is, is navigating the reality of 2019. It, right. It's, it's navigating the, 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 the culture that we're in. And, and I think if there's one message I have for the church, if there's one message I have for, you know, for believers listening right now, it's, you know, be in, not of, right. So be salt and light, but, but there are so many opportunities. We've never had this many opportunities in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. In the history mm-hmm. of the world, we've never had this kind of opportunity. So as an example, you know, I got a, a, a negative um, message on, on uh, Instagram and on Facebook yesterday from somebody who, you know, she had some judgmental words about the, the message I'm sharing online. And that happens, you know, I'm sure you've had haters too, right? It's just part of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I dialogued with her and I, I tried to, you know, kind of show her like where I'm coming from and et cetera. Uh, but then I had a choice. I could just sort of like let that go. Or I could turn towards Cheryl, right? Turn towards my people, my online people, my readers and my followers. And I could say, this happened and this is what I'm learning from it. And so that's what I did. Like I wrote a little write-up. I just posted on my Facebook this morning and it has like almost 200 likes. And, you know, the like to the view to like ratio is probably five to one, maybe 10 to one. So there's probably a thousand people that read that post, maybe 500 people that read that post. And I know that people's days have been impacted, that they've been encouraged through me sharing my journey. And I think we have such an opportunity in 2019 to share our journey with people, that that the way God is working in your life and in your family and in your heart, people are paying attention. And it's not just social media, you know, it's, it's walking to the bus stop to pick up your kids, or it's the way that, you know, you talk to your kids that you're homeschooling while you're running errands. Like there's, there's so many opportunities to impact people. Uh, and I think we just need to live very intentionally about the, the opportunities that we have today. Yeah, that's so good. And I love how you talk about like sharing the struggle and then what you're learning from it. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times um, we want to hide those things. Yeah, We want to say like, okay, look at this is all the great things that's going on in my life right. without sharing the really hard things too. But people relate to us when we say this is really hard, and but this is what I learned. And this is just what I want to share with you. It just makes such a huge difference. You know, 
Um, last month I shared um, just my husband and I, I mean, we're at a good place now, but I shared about, you know, there is years, uh, years ago when I felt like, yeah. I don't even know, like there's no emotion here and I'm really struggling, really struggling. And it just feels, feels like we're roommates. I just shared how, like, if you're in that place, mm-hmm. just dig in, keep turning towards that person, keep loving that person. And I got so many comments and private messages like, thank you. I needed that so much. And even though I'm in a good place now, even sharing, like even when we started sharing, our struggles of where we've been helps people because a lot of them, a lot of them are in the midst of those struggles. So it's not just like, here's how, you know, you could do this and these great things that are happening to us, but here is how when hard stuff happens, because it happens to all of us, you know, during our week, this is how we turn to God, we turn to others and it makes a huge difference. I think that's, I think that's great. The, the, The one thing that I'd add is like, it's okay to share your journey. You want to honor your people, right? So, so obviously honor that relationship with your spouse or your kids, especially their privacy, you know, like you, you, you need, you need to have that line of communication if you're going to be sharing yeah. your story. So, cause I've, I've seen too many people share too much and then it impacts their home in a negative way. Right. Um, but, but here's the lesson though. You don't need to wait until you have it all figured out. You know, mm-hmm. we at Hope Raiders, we talk about um, the different voices and, and you know, you could have the voice of a sage, somebody who has it all figured out and has been doing it forever. And some some well-known bloggers and, and speakers, that's their voice, like they're a sage. But many of us are strugglers. You know, we're in the midst of it. You look at King David, like he shared the highs and the lows and mostly the lows. Like there were a lot of lows that he shared. And, and so it's funny, I, I work with uh, men's ministries quite a bit, you know, just like in my local church. And it's like every guy I've ever met used to struggle with pornography, right? They never talk about how they are, but it's always, I used to. And the reality is, no, it, it's an ongoing issue with guy, that guys deal with. And in the same right. way, whatever you happen to be working with, working through, being able to connect with your people and to let them know the way that I walk out my salvation is, is what the apostle Paul said, right? Which is the, the good I want to do, I don't do. And what I don't want to do, I do. And, and that is the, the, the conflict, that tension, um, just part of being a believer and, and how we walk out our faith, but we do it with fear and trembling, right? We do it in a way that honors God, seeks his voice, excuse me. (laughs) We do it in a way that honors God, seeks his voice, but also shares the journey as we're going through it because people need that encouragement. Even if you feel like I'm not very far along or I don't have it all figured out, there is somebody in your life right now who's looking to you to say, I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she figured it all out, right? So no matter where we are, there's always somebody looking at us going, wow, she's so much further ahead than where I am. And that's a great opportunity to turn back, reach out your hand and say, hey, I'd love to walk with you. Yeah, I love that. I always say you should have someone that you're looking ahead to mm-hmm. and then someone that you're looking back to that you could help. And I mentioned my teen mom support group. We were twice a month on Thursday nights. And a lot of our moms, you know, they're what, 23, 24, 25 now. They've been there for eight wow. years. I mean, they started when they were, you know, early teens and now they're a little bit older. And we, we told them, okay, we're going to move you guys up and we're going to train you to be leaders. And they're like, what? We, we can't do that. And I said, okay, you're a little bit different now that you're 23 than you were when you were 16. You're a couple steps ahead. You know, you've started college. We've helped you in these many ways. Now you could help other people. And it's so great Mm -hmm. 
you know, here they are, 23, a lot of struggles. I mean, they're still inner city. There's still so many struggles, but they are ahead of, you know, the new 16-year-olds that are coming in yes. and newly pregnant and all the things. And I think that is so important. Um, but it does. It takes that mindset of, of we could help people right where we are because we're always a couple steps ahead of someone that needs our advice and encouragement. That's right. So good. Okay. So I want to talk about um, kind of routine and um, I know you mentioned your power. Do you call it power hour? Is that what you said? Yeah, I used to call it a power hour. This is this is a like a, a specific thing you could. I think you find it online. I, I learned it from my coach, uh, but it's called the holy hour. So so that oh, holy hour. That's even better. Right? Well, holy power hour. Yeah, holy, yeah, I love that. The holy power hour. Yeah. So let's let's dive in. You want to talk morning routine? Yeah, talk about morning routine. Yeah. So you know we we have three little kids. They're three, six, and nine years old. And so for those those folks listening, especially those moms listening right now, they're just in the, in the middle of those, those young years. Um, I think the, the four letter word we use is T I M E, right? Time. We have no time. And I know from, from coaching writers, um, that is, that is the biggest, um, I'm going to use the word, I'm going to say excuse. It's the biggest excuse I hear about why writers don't write. And my dad, you know, he was a, he was a preacher growing up, uh, and when, when I was growing up, he's a preacher and he would often say, and I hated this, but it's so true. He would say, an excuse is a reason wrapped up in a lie. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, I hate when you say that because it's true, <laughs> right? The, the time, you, of course you have time. You have just as much time as anybody else in the entire world. I actually, I, I, I did a, an interview with somebody who was really well known and nicest house I've ever been to, right? Like right on the, the water. And, uh, we were just talking before the recording and he said, said, you know, Brian, even though I'm at like this level and I have all the, whatever I want, all the money I could ever want, all the relationships I could ever want. The one thing I've never been able to figure out how to do is add one more hour to my week. And that's like, we are gifted this certain amount of time. I would say we, we are, we are granted or, or we're stewards of the certain amount of time that we have. And, and so I need to live, right? teach us to number our days so that we might gain a heart of wisdom. And, and for you moms out there and the, you listening out there, like here, this is some brotherly advice. You have 168 hours a week. You have plenty of time, mm-hmm. but maybe the way you're using your time isn't the best use of your time. And so for many of my coaching clients, what, I, what I've had them do is just, they hate it, but track their hours for a whole week in 15 minute increments. And yeah, obviously when you're sleeping, you just you know write it down. And then when you wake up, you can write how much you slept. But we have so much time. God didn't give us 25 hours. He believes that 24 hours is more than enough for you to show up for your people and get done what you need to get done. But we live in such a world of distractions. So going back to morning routine, I know with little kids in the house that I need to um, I need to have a clear head. I need to know what the plan is for the day before I have to be on in dad mode. And dad mode, and I have morning, so so dad, you know, I'm I'm very engaged in the morning, and and so what I need to do is make sure that I'm up at least an hour before the kids. And so if I, I have to wake up the kids right now at about six o'clock in order for them to get on the bus at at six forty, which means I need to wake up at least at five. Now to get up at five, I believe the morning starts the night before, right? So I need to wait. I need to go to bed a little earlier. So last night I went to bed at like ten. It was ten forty eight when I when I went to bed. That was a little too late because I woke up and I actually wake up at four thirty. But but I was a little extra groggy than than I could have been if I went to bed forty you know forty minutes before that. If I went to bed straight at ten, 
So the, the morning routine starts the night before. What I'd recommend is instead of that extra show on Netflix, just set a timer. There's a few ways to do it. For those that really struggle to go to bed early, one of the best things that you can do, it's really, really easy. You just go to Lowe's or Home Depot. You ask for a, um, you know, a timer, like a, like a Christmas tree light timer, you know, like the, the kind you plug in and, and you just, and they're digital now. So you can set it and you plug your TV into that. And then you plug in the wall and you make it, make <laughs> it so your TV automatically goes off at nine o'clock or eight 30 or, or nine 30, something like that. And so you're watching your show or your movie or whatever you're doing on a Tuesday night. And then at nine 30 click it's off like mm. that right there will help you find the time you need to be with the Lord, to plan your day, to get up early, and to finally live the life you kind of you want to live. Yeah. And I, that was, I think, the turning point for me just as a young mom. Um, and I had three little babies wow. I wanted to write, wow. got up early, and would spend time with God. And then I'd have you know a little bit of time to write. And then just set my whole day right. And it's hard mm-hmm. when you're tired. Um, I told my husband recently, we have uh, seven kids still at home and um, I'm homeschooling six wow. of them. And I said, you know, I don't mind. Like we, I, I'm, I'm the dinner person. I will read to the little kids when it's bedtime, like all those things. I can do that. Like, I just need you to help me make sure the teens get headed to bed at 10 o'clock. Yes. So like, it's all, like TV's off. We're not watching another show because that's kind of our family night with the bigger kids. Like we're watching like Castle or one of the TV shows with them, Monk. And it's, you know, there's popcorn. So the bigger kids feel like, and I said, it just needs to, we need to figure out how to start earlier. So by 10, like they're headed to their room. We're headed to our room because I like to get up at 4.30 or 5. And so I'm like, if that, like that's the one thing I just need you to do at night. And so it has worked in the last month because otherwise it's like 11. The kids are still wanting to hang out and talk and um, just set, you know getting started earlier with our, our TV time, our popcorn time. All that stuff has made a huge difference. But we do. I love how you said that. We need to start in the evening to plan for that's the morning. Right. And then setting that alarm, getting up and um, for me now, I like wake up and I love it because I'm like, oh, quiet. No one else is awake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I hear sometimes my little guy who's eight, I'll hear him coming down like six. I'm like, no, keep <laughs> sleeping. Why are you awake? Um, but it is so important to just to have that time to have our time with God, to get maybe a little writing or whatever our dream is, to get that time, that clear mind to focus on those things. And a little bit every day at the end of the year. I mean, it's amazing what can add up. It's it's so true. Yes. And, and you know, one of the amazing things about, like, there's pros and cons, right, to almost everything in life. Um, everything is, is permissible, but not everything is beneficial, right? That's that's a biblical concept. And, and in 2019, we have so many tools and so much uh, mm-hmm. access to media and it can be really distracting. That's the negative part, but can also be really empowering and really educational and inspirational. So you have this menu of options of, of apps and technology and training that you could implement into your life. So I, I just challenge you to relook at, like I talk about this in, in my new book, Start With Your People, this life calculator exercise. And and um, imagine, you know, 10 years from now. So I'm, I'm 41 right now. So, uh, so I, I imagine when I'm 51 and I actually write it down, okay, I'm 41 right now. Where will I be when I'm 51? Okay, well, that puts it into some perspective. Well, my oldest is nine right now. In 10 years, he'll be 19. Oh my, that, mm-hmm. that puts it into some perspective. Okay, how many verses did I did I memorize this year? Oh, zero? 
Okay, well, do I want that to be true of me when I'm 51? You know, how many how many uh, miles that I walk or steps that I do today or, you know, and positive and negative, I think there's so many ways we can look at our days and project forward and say, if I keep living this way, what's my life going to be like in a year or in 10 years from now? So I, I look at it, I look at it that way with my morning routine, especially I say, okay, I might not like it right now. I actually have learned to really love it, but I might not like waking up early or drinking a glass of water, or I do the intermittent fasting where I, I try not to eat until about 10 AM. So I don't really have breakfast. Um, and it, and that might give me some hunger pains, but the me a year from now, will he be glad or will he be mad about mm-hmm. that, about that decision? And if if the year if the me a year from now will say I'm so glad you made that sacrifice because look where we are now, like I'm up for it, you know. And so things like eating and sleep and writing and journaling and and scripture memory, like all of those things, might be hard in the moment, but they lead to these long term benefits. Yeah, that is so good. I love that so much. And. Um, I love, well, I'm enjoying the book. I'm not all the way through it, but I love the book. Start with your people. You mentioned the daily decision that changes everything. And I think, um, you know, initially I thought, okay, this is going to be for business people. No, I'm getting so much just me as a mom that can get out of this because the people that influence the most on a daily basis is my family. So I love how you include that, but all these principles can apply just to our lives with our family too. So I just love all you're doing there. Um, so thank you for that. But Tell us where we can connect with you. I've enjoyed you on Instagram. I'm um, your you. little Instagram TV and Insta <laughs> stories and all that stuff is super fun. But um, for those who want more information about you and your book, where can they get more information? Well, thanks so much for asking. I'm, I'm really honored to be here. If there's anything that I that I shared today that that impacted you or that you have a question about, one of my favorite things to do is directly engage. I, I think it's so powerful, the opportunity we have. So hit me up on Instagram. Yeah, go follow me on Instagram. Send me a message. I'd love to say hi answer a question that you might have. So start there. Um, the new book is called Start With Your People. It's available wherever you buy books. I even read the audiobook as well. So if you're a podcast listener, you're probably an audiobook person too. So check that out on Audible. It's called Start With Your People. And then if you're interested in, in getting unstuck and need some additional help, I also love doing clarity coaching, helping people figure out how to take their next step and, uh, and, and kind of where they're headed. So you can learn all about that at my website, briandixon.com. Awesome. Brian, thank you so much for being here. I just know I'm encouraged and I know my listeners are too. Thanks, Trisha. That was so encouraging today. I love how Brian talked about how he starts every morning with focus on God. It's that holy hour. It's sitting with God. It's having time to read his word, to meditate on God's goodness. And then once we're filled with all God's goodness, then we could take it out to other people. I remember there'd be times I would be going to serve and especially in our teen mom support group, I'd be so tired. I had a busy day. I had three kids at home. Now I have six kids at home that I'm still caring for and driving to these meetings and thinking I have nothing to give. But as I prayed on the way there, um, as I thought about the young women that I want to serve, I felt God filling me up. And then as I poured out and shared that love, just reached out to them. If they're having a hard time providing a listening ear, offering support, giving diapers, I mean, even basic things like that. 
that God was flowing through me and I was encouraged and I was inspired and I would drive home with 10 times more energy than on the way there. And it all came to seeing who God wanted me to pour into. And for those evenings, it's still Thursday nights here in Little Rock. Um, and it's those teen moms that I'm pouring into. Sometimes it's our family. Sometimes it's our neighbors. Sometimes it's people in church. But really, we sometimes we think we need to um, just hold back. But when we pour out to other people, God pours through us and we get the residue of that. We get the residue of him in our lives as we pour out. Um, and it makes me think about all Brian is saying about, first of all, connect with God and then serve others. Think about that one person, like he mentioned, his Cheryl <laughs> that he is thinking about when he sits down to support um, his readers and those who get so much out of what he has to offer. So today's walk it out verse is Hebrews 6.10. It says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help him. Now, I'm going to read this verse again because I think it is so powerful. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love that you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help him. We help God, which God doesn't need help, but we have shown him our love. We have we are his hands and feet when we love people and continue to help them. So when we want to love God more, show him our love, he says, okay, do it by loving those around you. We are helping by being his hands and feet. And we show that we love him and that he is important to us. Just like we're dedicating that time in the morning or sometime in the day to spend with God. We also are dedicating our lives to serving him as we serve those around us. So let's just take a minute to pray. Dear God, I am so thankful for all the listeners and the ways they pour out. Um, I know it is exhausting. I get exhausted caring for these six kids that I'm homeschooling and my husband, who I love so much, um, our community, our church, teen moms, readers, other writers. I mean, it is a lot, Lord. But I am thankful that I show you love when I pour out and I serve them. I thank you that Brian shows you love when he pours out and he serves other people. I thank you for the ripple effect for those listening today, that they will just be encouraged that even though it's hard and even though they're tired, that they are showing you love as they serve other people, that you have put people in our lives who need to know about you and they can hear about you when we in our natural gifts and talents and abilities, we help them, we serve them. We are also loving them and we are loving you. I thank you so much for that, Lord. I pray for Brian. I pray for his ministry. I pray for the listeners um, and all that you are doing in them and through them today. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, I am so thankful um, that you are here. I love connecting with you. Now, there's a couple of fun things going on. First of all, my new book, The Grumble for Year, is going, going to be releasing. It releases on November 5th, which seems like a long time. It's going to be here before you know it. Um, now, I have some fun things I would li- love to give you. So if you go to the Grumble Free Year, Dot com. If you pre-order my book, The Grumble Free Year, which, okay, side note, it's basically how our family decided to go a year without grumbling. 
and you are laughing. I am laughing because it's such a big challenge. And I will tell you, this is kind of a spoiler alert, but you won't be surprised. Like three months in, I'm like, what in the world are we doing? How did we think we're going to do this? It's all about our real life. Like what happened when we tried to do this? How things changed, how things didn't change, how we learned to surrender to God, how we learned to deal with unexpected obstacles and not grumble. So that's all the side note for the grumble free year. But if you pre-order this book in any online place, there's the links there at thegrumbleforyear.com to tons of online um, bookstores. But if you pre-order, I have some fun giveaways for you. So there's a little thank you video from me. There's also a color book. And these are the actual color sheets that I created when I was sitting down with my kids when we were trying to work on scripture verses, when we we're trying to talk about grumbling. I would, you know, go over to my little program on my computer and make some little color sheets for us that morning to use. Well, I compiled all of those into a free color book. Um, that you can use print up for your kids. Maybe you'll be inspired by the Grumble for a year. I also have a 90 day gratitude journal. And what I created is a way for kids, no matter what age, even if they're three, can't write words yet, but can draw pictures. They can write what they're thankful for. They can draw pictures. They can um, have this little, this little way of showing their gratitude to God. And it's a 90 day, um, gratitude printable journal that is there. There's also some screen locks that you can download for your phone. I have one that says, search me. Oh God. (laughs) That's the one I downloaded because so many times I think throughout the day, my motivations get crazy. And then that little screen lock reminds me, okay, search me. Oh God. And know my heart test me and know my thoughts. See what is inside me. Because so many times I'm doing my thing instead of God's thing. So just it's a reminder for me. And I thought, hey, maybe my readers slash listeners would love that too. So you can get those today. Um, all these things, as soon as you pre-order, put in the code for of your receipt, you will get these today. So you'll get the color book, the gratitude journal, the lock screens, um, and all those things are just a fun way for me to say thank you for pre-ordering the Grumble Free Year. Now, I mentioned it's part of our story. There's also um, questions, reflection questions at the end of each chapter for you to go over. And then there's takeaway for you to do, like try this with your family. Um, things that I've learned. Okay, we learned the hard way. <laughs> so I'm giving you tips to do things easier. Also, Today, you can get the first three chapters. So then you can see what I'm talking about um, as you hear about our year of attempting not to grumble. And hopefully those three chapters will tide you over until the full book releases on November 5th. But again, go to thegrumblefreeyear.com. There's more information. And as always, um, you can find all the show notes at walkitoutpodcast.com. All the show notes for this episode with Brian all the ones that have aired recently with Ruth Joe Simon and Tracy Still, Christy Clover, and then going back and back every episode, you'll find the show notes there. So friends, I just thank you so much for connecting with me, for taking time to listen, to um, pour your love and care into me by sharing this podcast with others. I really appreciate it. Thank you 
for um, just the time that you give to be encouraged. I know it makes a big difference in your life and in your family. So I hope you have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.